All right, well, this is the head coach of the Vermont Catamounts, Kevin Sneddon. And first of all, Coach, uh, you guys opened up last weekend out at Minnesota, and uh, Minnesota already had a few games under its belt. Kind of looked that way on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it certainly did look that way. It certainly felt that way. You know, they're an excellent team, and, uh, you know, I think we got caught up in the emotion of just playing our first real game. And I think we, we uh, you know, spent a lot of energy even before the game started, and we, we came out flat. You don't want to do that in their building and give up a goal in the first shift, and uh, you know the rest is history. But I, I was really proud of our guys for the way we responded. Still felt, uh, you know, still faced some adversity in that uh, in that second game, but found a way to come back and uh, capitalize on our opportunities. You mentioned adversity, and it's something that we talk about a lot. Uh, you know, having watched this Merrimack team grow over the last few years, that they've they've learned how to deal with different types of adversity. So, uh, being in that situation out in Minnesota, being on the road in a tough environment, uh, it's a good way to, to to introduce some of these kids to adversity, right? No, oh, absolutely. And I, you know, you're really looking for that as a coach early on, especially when you have I think we have 15 or 16 uh, freshmen and sophomores that are still trying to find a way to understand our identity what it takes to win hockey games and I think the the more adversity you can face early on without losing all your confidence I think is a good thing and then we found it in different ways you know we, right. as we talked off air we had some some off ice things that that happened that we had to deal with we had uh, you know from one game to the next and then within the game uh, on Sunday afternoon so we uh, we're finding ways to get through things so what that tells me about our team is we have great character mm-hmm. now we just got to we we got to get them to play hockey a little smarter right now. And maybe be a little more consistent, too, I guess. Absolutely. You know, we felt like that last night. Like, at times, we were able to carry the play. And, you know, again, Merrimack just plays such a great team team game right now. Mark's just and his staff deserve a lot of credit. They uh tough team to play against. You know, we told our team that, you know, that we, we were blatantly honest. We, we felt Merrimack was a better team than Minnesota. And that says a lot because Minnesota's a great hockey team. But we felt like just in terms of a complete team, the way they play, the style they play, it's very difficult to play against. They're they're very disciplined, and um, you know it makes it tough to to find uh, find offense. And they're good enough offensively to to really hurt you. Well, what up, based off what you saw last night, uh, was some of the things that you wanted to focus on with your club today. I, I just thought we were really really soft and and poor in our own zone. You know, and and a lot of that is Merrimack's a good cycling team. That's their game plan to try to hem you in the zone and make you play defense for as long as as uh, as possible. And I just thought we kind of stood around and watched. You know, again, a little bit kind of like we played that first night out in Minnesota. You know, right. kind of felt like this was a, a relapse of that. And, uh, again, most of that was Merrimack's success and, and doing a good job there. But we just uh, we showed clips this morning of, of just our first period defensive zone. And that, if we can improve in that one area, we'll be, uh, I think we'll be much better. And any other area that we needed to improve on was just, um, you know, not giving up the, the easy goal. And, and that's no disrespect to Merrimack. They made the plays. They were very opportunistic and... You know, but to give up a couple easy, uh, easier breakaways, uh, you know, that's certainly want to make them, especially on our, on our, I thought our penalty kill did a good job in zone, but on the four check, you know, we, we left some seams wide open for, for Merrimack, and they did a great job exposing it. So, um, you know, those would probably be the two areas. Well, I want to ask you about a couple of the players on your club, uh, probably more of the higher-profile players. Uh, first of all, Sebastian Stahlberg, obviously. I mean, impressed us last night. I was most impressed with the, the play that he made uh, on the power play there where he came to the bench, got the stick, and went back <laughs> and uh, seemed to catch everybody by surprise. Uh, you know what? I, I told him he's got to give our equipment guy, Charlie Mackey, an assist on that play because we were yelling, hey, stick, stick, stick. He got it just in time, handed it, and it, it was his stick. So he did a good job. But, uh, yeah, it was a great play by our freshman, Kyle Reynolds, to find him uh, for the second time. He found him the first first time broke the stick and then he found him again on that seam and uh it was a great shot Seb's a great player for us uh, no question and he had a tough first game out in Minnesota but when we challenged our, our our go-to players they responded very well I thought he was one of our bright spots last mm-hmm. night 
And Connor Berkeley, it seemed to me last night, I thought every time it seemed like there was a guy in there on the forecheck who was trying to hammer Mac in, he was the guy. Well, he's got such great speed, and, and uh, again, he's, uh, he's pretty tenacious on the puck. And, and, you know, Connor has some lapses in other areas of his game, but that, one, that, that part of his game is rock solid. And that's the role he plays for us is that he's kind of an agitator no matter what line he plays on. And I think it's uh, for Connor, it's just finding that balance between trying to help us offensively and still being a very good uh, defensive player and, and, an, and a very you know, big force out there in terms of his physical play. But he's, uh, he'll be a big part of our, our team this year. Well, Coach, January 7th, uh, Hockey East comes back to Fenway Park. You guys are going to be a part of that. How much are you looking forward to it, and how much is, is the team looking forward to it as well? We haven't talked about it too much. You know, we talked about it in the in the summer when we first found out, and we're thrilled to be a part of it. You know, to have the state schools, uh, you know, involved in it this this time around with UNH Maine and UMass, who we have a longstanding tradition dating back to the Division Two days here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's a it's an opportunity that you know none of us will ever forget. You know, and as a coach, when you're looking at non-conference games, I know this is a conference game, but when you're trying to you're trying to find experiences for your team that they'll remember uh, long after they graduate from here. And, I think they can all say that they'll certainly remember this one. Right. Well, talking about the non-conference games, uh, you guys uh, uh, have been able to schedule a number of good non-conference opponents the last few years, Denver, Minnesota, and Minnesota Duluth. Um, you have uh, a, an interesting situation coming up in the next few years when Notre Dame joins the league, and it looks like it'll change to two games per opponent, and there'll be more opportunities for, for non-league games. Um, do, do you see that the opportunities for you to get those types of teams from out west to come in will, will be even greater, I guess. I, I think so. You know, and I, I think in some respects, the way our, our league schedule is going to shape out at the same time, there's a lot of other changes going on across the country. I'm, I'm hoping, you know, like Mark will have an easier time getting some 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 teams from the West to come out. You know, we talked about that prior to the game last night. I think that's going to be a good thing for college hockey that, you know, those Giants out, out West are going to have to, you know, come out and uh, not just buy games, but they're going to have to play some, some road games. So I, I think that's good for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I also said to Mark, you know, this, this reminds me of going back into the ECAC scheduling time. It, it'll be a big part of our jobs. You know, we're right now it's, uh, I think we, had to, we have to schedule five non-conference games and we have our tournament here. Right. That's a pretty easy, pretty easy job. Uh, in all honesty, but when you talk about 14 games, or mm-hmm. we're not quite sure how it's going to shape out, but any, anywhere between 12 and 14 games, that becomes a big part of your job now. So it, it should be interesting, though, and I think it'll it'll help every team in in our league. Do you see the schools working together? Perhaps uh, you know a, a Minnesota or North Dakota or Denver comes out here and maybe plays at one team one night and another team the other night. I think you'll see a lot more of that. Yeah, you know, CC and Denver have done it for years, where a team will come out and play them, and then they'll come back and, and play a BC and a BU or something like that. So, I, I could see that, and I think again that that might open the door for, uh, you know, for um, some of the teams in our league to get to get some more home games, you know, and against some of the the bigger, you know, so-called big teams out right. out west. So, uh, I'm hopeful that that uh, you know more and more teams will have the same opportunities that we have. I, I think we're just in a good situation with the airport here, and um, you know, we've just had we've had some luck. Uh, we've tried to work hard at trying to get you know a, a Minnesota, and we have a policy here that we won't play anybody unless they return. So that's an internal policy, and I was unsure of that at the time, but it's really actually helped. Yeah. Um, so you know, we played Minnesota first time we've ever played them, you know, as a program. So it's nice to have them come back next uh, Thanksgiving. That's interesting. I hadn't heard of that policy before, but it seems to me as though if, if more schools adopted that policy and everybody's playing by the same rules, then then the the goal of of having everybody you know, make those return trips would be accomplished. Well, we, we've talked about it, guys. You know, I, I mean, you look at uh, some of the teams who have made comments that it's hard to get teams to come into their building and, or not return. 
uh, Merrimack. I know Norm uh, Norm Bazan felt the same way at Lowell. Um, you, you know, if, if you're going to take guarantee money, it should be even higher. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you know, sometimes you get thirty, you know, thirty thousand to go play two games out west. Maybe it's got to be fifty, and now you can take that twenty and use it for recruiting or something else to enhance your program. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, preferably everybody in the league's getting return games. When you talk about the the changes to the league schedule and and the switching to two games per opponent, and, and there's been talk that Notre Dame would play either you'd you'd you basically you'd go to Notre Dame every other year, and uh, Vermont and Maine have been the two outliers in the league, I guess, with uh, where you you come up here, you play them twice, you know, you play you guys twice, go to Maine, play them twice, or they come down and play twice. Um, would would you guys be pushing for something similar up at Vermont? Yeah, you know, I, we've talked to a couple of schools within our league even about making a making you know if we're if we're heading over to Maine, I mean mm-hmm. a six hour trip, you know, do we play um, you know one one league game and then one and one of the games non conference? So, okay. you know, there's some talks going on right now. Again, it's pretty pretty early right now, but I think we're all thinking about how this whole scheduling is going to change pretty quickly mm-hmm. here from from what it's looked like in the past. So. It's kind of a work in progress right now. We don't know exactly. Um, I, you know, I was trying to trying to get out of Commissioner Britannia whether we were going to be traveling to Notre Dame first or you know would it be the the second year so that we could try to shape our non-conference scheduling. But it's it's too early right now to know all those things. So, but exciting. You know, we get we get a fantastic program joining our league, and you know if the right team is available that we feel would make our league even better uh, with the addition of Notre Dame, we can get to 12. Otherwise, I think we just stay put until that right opportunity shows up. What are your thoughts on the overall uh, changing landscape? I guess you know that term's been overused, but it really explains what's been going on, and also the, uh, I guess, the unfortunate dropping of Alabama Huntsville. Yeah, that's disappointing. I mean, we're trying to grow as a as a sport, and not uh, not have anybody fall by the wayside. And that one was kind of one that you you know was hanging on by a thread, and then when all this went down, you kind of knew it was going to happen with uh, with Alabama Huntsville. It's unfortunate. Um, you know, it, the only thing I didn't like it was almost like you know the Big Ten. Uh, announced that they were going to form their own league, and then it was almost like a sense of panic, and everybody yeah. just started switching to switch. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I think now that things have settled down, you know, a lot of the moves make a lot of sense, mm-hmm. and I think things will uh, probably work out for the best now. And again, the one team that really gets hurt in the whole mix is is Alabama Huntsville, and I think we're all saddened by that. All right, thanks, coach. It's great to see you as always. Wish you the best of luck tonight and the rest of the season. Nice to see you as well. And uh, again, congrats on the start. You know, Mark's done a fantastic job there. And I know he's 5-0. Uh, and oh, I think that's the first time in, in mm-hmm. the program history. And uh, I've been impressed with him uh, for, for a long time as a, as a coach in this league, and he continues to impress. So best of luck to you guys, and uh, hopefully uh, take it easy on us tonight. <laughs> All right, thanks, Coach. <laughs> Thank you.